My rule. Not my rule. You don't matter. All right. That, well, that's when that's the case, like, it's hard to argue. I, uh, I, I'm stuck in me Monday here. I, uh, I, I, uh, this feels very strange because, like, normally I knocked a, I need this amount of coffee to make it through. And, like, oh my God, Monday's back again. Right. And it's like all this thing. But I had such a good weekend that I don't really want Monday back. I don't, I, I don't really want Monday back. I was having a good time. I, I was enjoying myself over the weekend and I got a lot of stuff done. What are the, uh, what are the stories of Stansbury? Well, what was so great that you, uh, that you, that you didn't want to come back to this? So Jennifer, well, yeah, well, cause this is so great. So, 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 uh, Jennifer and I hung out a, 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 a little bit, um, uh, both, Alone, and then we also had multiple times over the weekend where we were with the children. So like that was great, right? So they, uh, then I also played a little bit of golf, got that done. Um, I w- worked a little bit and got you know us you know moved forward for this week, which was good. And so like I just had I had good stuff going on. Like I uh, you know we did the school shopping, back to school shopping yesterday, which I thought the mall would have been way busier than it was yesterday. It was actually it was actually very slow. We were in and out of there super fast. Plato's Closet was a little crazier. I had never been in one of those. Wow, was that a scene? Like, yeah, that, that's like that's like back to school central. I would yeah. assume that place would have been. Yes, yes, because there's. I mean, the deals are good for those of you that don't know. It's kind of like a resale shop there, right? And so, um, you know, that was a little bit busy, but like not bad. And like some of the dad, I felt a little strange because like some of the dads, you know, how dads are like you know sure. guys are when you make eye contact with another guy, you're like, doesn't this suck? Like, how's yeah, this go? Man, yeah, how's this man. go? How's this go? Right? And so, like, I felt weird because I know. I almost wanted to be like, dude, find me in two years when I hate this. <laughs> right? like, but I just started this. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I've just, so like, now I'm just like, oh, it's great. And look at it. It's fun and it's interesting. And yes, in two years, I'm going to be sitting in the car like, oh my God, honey, get the hell out of there. Yeah, you do. You do. You, you, you kind of do have to remember that you're picking up. In the middle of things, not even in the middle it's of the things. It's the fourth quarter. Right, 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 right. You're picking Daughter's up on 15. third base. Yeah. Right, dude. Like, hey, yeah. all right, we're rounding third and we're it's coming to home. Quarter. God, dude, you know what? I'll join in right now. Put Nathan so, Peterman in his so, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to think that, that, I mean, now, not in every case, but in prime majority of cases, that guy that was standing there giving you the, hey, man, this sucks, right? Right. Like, he's been doing this for the past 15 years nonstop, no breaks, oh. no anything dude, like that. Dude, this poor that. son of a bitch in American Eagle was, like, hating his life. Well, and so much of... Of any mall time that you know you happen as men or like shopping or anything like that, the default is the complaint. The default is yep. that this is miserable. I want to be here. There's right. There's it's no, nice out. There's nothing we could have said like, oh hey, the weather or hey the news or hey something happening in the world right now. How about that tribe? How about you know Baker Mayfield or anything like that? Dude, in those that mass situ- shootings or something, right? <laughs> in that situation, you have to complain. It's like the it's the unwritten rule of like, oh yeah, man. It's up here against this wall. Just it's, uh, yeah, yeah, just hold, just holding the wall. Yeah, just holding it up. Yeah, and it, it but it, it was strange because I was like, nah, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I'm coming in, in the fourth quarter. I got a fresh arm. I'm ready to throw the ball around. God, dude, as 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 the um, what do I want to say? You know, a lot of people say Stansbury, uh, quick to the complaints, quick to the anger, quick to the negative. For you to be like, oh, dude, it's not that bad. I'm telling you. Well, I bet you those guys standing there in Plato's closet wanted to stab you. She was, yeah, I know. I was all like rays of sunshine. No, it's, so now it's fine. It's, it's trust right. me. You know, I mean, one day they're going to grow up and not want to go shopping with you at all. You know? <laughs> No, for sure, yeah. No, I totally had that. And and again, like I I know, I do know. In like two years, I'm gonna be like, I don't want to do this because she kept saying to me all day yesterday. She's like, this is one of the reasons why I love you so much. It's like you're just like willing to go and do this. I was like, yes, 
Because we don't live together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. When it's you like, yeah, just go. Yeah, fine. And then I have to like run upstairs and watch porn for the 30 minutes you're gone. Then it, all of this will change, honey. I, I mean, and especially when like, I mean, it's not your money coming out of pocket. So it's a lot easier to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, let's spend five hours. Well, but primarily. No, it I mean, wasn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, it, but it, it, you know, it's a tough thing because you know, it, it, it clothes is all she needs, right? She's a fifteen year old girl. It's all she needs to go back to school. It's like it's the most important thing in the world, clothes, right? You know, the shoes and the sweaters and all thing. But you know, the other one, he's you know, he's, he's a little young. That one, he's like four. You know what I mean? And so, like, the mall for him is nothing but those rides. You know what I mean? Like the the fake little motorcycle. You put the quarters right. in and it right. And like, there's like six of them there. And he knows. Like this kid, he knows. As soon as you pull in the in the mall parking lot, he knows. Have fun, ride rides. That's the that's the phrase. Have fun, ride the rides. And so we, I I, I don't know what the right system is because he was so well behaved in the stores before you take him. That I couldn't believe it because I was like, he's so focused on this that he was so well behaved. But then, so I don't know if you should take him before you take her shopping or after because, like, once you start peeling them away from those things, then I mean, things fall apart. Oh, bro. It was legitimately like I had him, I had him in my arms and we're walking through and he was starting to cry a little. Not like cry, but he was like more like whiny, right? Like, have, I, want, I was riding the rides, have fun, ride rides, right? And he's like, I mean, so I got him, I'm like kind of rubbing his back and I had him all cooled down. And then we were like walking past like Macy's or whatever it is and i had him good and then next thing i know that goddamn like train that they roll around there and now he sees this thing and he's like train i want to ride a train and it's like right back to it and then now dude i'm like basically running with this kid on the main concourse of the mall oh it's brutal they know they know you've got the money they know that you've got the you've got the like oh damn i have the, I have the responsibilities yes. here so yeah they're yes. ready they're ready to take your cash from you. oh dude and then we leave there and he knows the ways of like the roads. And he was like, I want to go to the red store. Cause he knows the red store has like the toys that he likes. Right. I want to go to the red store. So the red store's target. And we're like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just kind of like telling a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just lying. <laughs> you're to just lying. To the kid. Yeah. No. Yeah. Red store. Awesome. You can be whatever you want to be. I, I five in red store. We're going right. <laughs> like we're going. And I'm, and she's like the one leading the way on that. I was like, are we lying to the kid? Like we're just like, that's okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to be fine. Right. And so she pulls out of the parking lot. She starts going the other way. And he knows we go that red store. Can we go that way? And like, next thing you know, dude, he's just like bummed out. We're not going to the red store. So, yeah, in like two years, I'm going to hate it all. But all weekend, I was like, this is, I don't know, it's great. Just I'm a magical up. moment, just a special, yeah, special yeah, time all right, and all. All right, all right, all right. We'll get back to, we'll get, we'll get back to the things there. I, uh, so I, I, I went to the retailer where I ordered the golf clubs. Right. It was there Friday, and the guy asked me, the manager of the department said to me, he goes, did your clubs come in? <laughs> I thought he was messing with me. What the hell do you think I'm here for? I was like, no, no, dude, they haven't. Uh, dude, that had, you had to have rolled your eyes. Like, you had to have been like, well, why are you asking me I, that? I, 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 I was all right, uh. right there. And so he goes, let me call and see what happens. So he calls the club manufacturer. And they, he's like, okay, okay, okay. And I can tell. I was like, all right, Nothing well, good. that's not an answer I want. Nothing good. So he hangs up the phone and he goes, um, so the club heads we wanted for you are back ordered. They're they're get he's like they're telling me Tuesday at the earliest Wednesday's the safe bet. So he hangs up the phone. I said, "Well, my problem is this is what Titleist told me last week." And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. you called Titleist?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Why?" And I said, "Because I called here asking if my clubs were here, and your guys told me to call Titleist." He's like, "One of my guys told you to call Titleist." 
I was like, yeah, he's like, who was it? And I knew the kid's name, but I wasn't about to throw him under the bus. So one of you listening, your son, honestly, probably could, was going to lose his job. And I protected your kid, just so you know. That's whatever. Things happen, right? And so, like, I don't necessarily need any. I don't need the karma of anybody not having their job on my. Customer service happens because we allow people to get away with things. Probably true. Probably true, right? And so he then calls Titleist back, and dude gets on them. He's like, well, I don't want to hear that. He's like, I got a guy standing in my in, in my showroom floor who's been told three things now. He's like, I don't want to hear it, but whatever. So he hangs up the phone. And to his credit, he caught me some things. Nice. He was like, hey. He's like, have you tried this new Callaway Chrome Softball? Yeah. I was like, eh, yeah, you know, whatever. He's like, well, take a dozen. You know, they, so they, they, right. they, 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 yeah, they All started right. smoothing things out. But it's supposed to be this week. They come in. We'll see. See, it's one of those situations, dude. You've got to have that, you know, that. I needed that. her with me. She would have got me three sets of clubs in a bag. Like, she, like, dude, she's on it. You do. You need somebody who's going to be like, hey, I want to talk to the manager. I'm not good at way, that. And then this way, you don't have some 19-year-old okay. kid that should be fired. That's oh. why you don't have him giving you the giving you the runaround. Okay, I think I am. I want to talk to manager guy. I right. think I am. Like, I want to complain and get free things guy. But I think this makes me think I shouldn't do it. This job? Yes. Okay. I think because I'm worried now. That guy thinks because he does that, like, he gets And I so I think I miss out on the every day I can get more things if I exert my attitude. But I I don't because I'm afraid people think I'm a dick because of what I do. If on the front end you're expecting more because of who you are, then yeah, and you I don't. Are, then, I really then, don't. Then yeah, you are a dick. And like this job, probably you wouldn't have existed for this long in this job if you were that person. I feel like that's one of those that's things. Yeah, but then at the same time, there's plenty of don't you know who I am guys in radio. Yeah, Alan but, Fee still works. But when it when, yeah. it when it comes down to it, like. You were on the the wrong end of something. You got hosed. You had to. Wait I never too know long. the line of how you far I got hosed. Like how you much? Did. How much? I know. I know I was hosed. I just don't know how much of which I was hosed, and I don't know how much anger is appropriate for the host. Because well, let's be honest, dude. When my anger comes out, it's a little like, geez, like, dude, it was like that guy just didn't turn left at the light. Like, like, let it go. That's one of those things. I bet you, if you would have, if you would have had when that kid gave you that attitude. What was it a week ago or a little bit more? Yeah. If you would have hit him with a called back and talk to his manager, or I want to talk to the manager right now, I bet you'd already have those golf clubs. I bet you would. Because that kid, that kid just, eh, whatever, I don't care about this job. And, dude, you're 19. You don't care about your job. Whatever, dude. You have plenty of time. There's no permanent record. You're going to be fine. See, but I, like, see, I can't see. This is why I didn't want the weekend to be over right here. This is this is, this is is right here. I had a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now here we are. We're all the way back to I'm a complete screw-up. And now, like, it's not just my golf game that's out of whack. Apparently, it's also my spine. 6 9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. 910 this morning. Get your first keyword of the week. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. When you get there, you get $1,000 spending cash, too. Nice, dude. Marshmallow's playing. No, marshmallow and $1,000, dude. Count me in. Hootie and the Blowfish. I like them. They're playing, too. Look my boss went sheet. out of his nah, my <laughs> boss went out of his way to put a paper sheet in here of other people who were playing it. He did. He did. He made, like, six copies of it. And uh, there's one. There's, there's one. one. And I screwed up, and I didn't have it right in front yeah, of me. Yeah, marshmallow. That's the most, most important. Heart, Cage the Elephant, Def Leppard, Zach Brown Pants. Yeah, but see, I feel like marshmallow is the reason why I got this is because I did. <laughs> I, saying marshmallow. I kept going on about marshmallow the one day because I just think that guy's so ridiculous. He's like one of those DJs who like will never show you his face. He, like they wear like these helmets or whatever, and his is a marshmallow, so they call him Marshmallow, and it's I guess it's a gimmick. I mean, he's made like I don't know a couple million dollars, so good for him. A lot more than me. Yeah, right. He's doing better than us, so you'll go see him. Nine ten.
We'll give you the first keyword of the day. It's that thousand dollars. Also, a trip out to Vegas that you get once you get there. It's pretty good. That is good. It's not bad. Also, That's Social D flogging Molly playing September the fourth. Jacob's Pavilion. We'll get you into that too. I I love nice. Social D. I Those love are that. Be hot band. tickets for yeah. sure. I love Social D. I love that band. Corey wrote in and was like, "Yo, man." He's like, "I love the show." And he's like, "I happen to be at the Columbus Zoo over the weekend." Phantom's a big zoo person. I a am. member of both the Cleveland and Akron zoos. And uh, Corey was at the Columbus Zoo and he's like, "Yo, man." He's like. Saw a uh, Sansbury Show fifth anniversary shirt down there. Hell yeah. Ah, it's nice. It's good to know. It's yeah. good to know. People are like, get me out of Canton. I gotta, I gotta go to Canton. No, I'm here? kidding. I'm, I'm obviously kidding. But no, yeah, that, that's good to hear. No, that is. You can pick those up, wrqk.com. I saw this, and uh, data breaches are all the problem. Right? Facebook has gone through this a couple of times. As a matter of fact, wasn't it, didn't we find out Facebook ended up paying like $5 billion over that last breach they had? And it was like quiet. It was like, yeah, they just paid it, wrote the check. It was like, shh, yeah, 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 here's your money. And I was like, that's terrifying. Yeah, it happened, <laughs> happened recently and really wasn't a big story. At all. And like $5 billion. That's so much money. But so that's the fine. What'd you pay for it not to be the huge story? Right, right, right. For it to be like, all right, <laughs> yeah. well, $5 billion, not that big of a deal. I, I'm sure whatever they got out of that was worth you know worth that you know multiplied i'm sure you're going to start seeing this more and more and more right is that you know the more digital stuff you use the more people we have to hire the more things they have to do with this the more you know what i mean um there will be you know cracks in the armor of it right right and and you're going to have that right and the more apps you use the more prone you are to having something bad happen by being logged into an app sure yeah the the more reckless you are with your phone but even if you're like oh dude I'm, i'm worried about it i'm like making people just don't recognize what they're giving up when they're signing up for things. And that includes like the basic, like, oh, I've got the Facebook app on my phone or this app on my phone or whatever. There are so many points where your data, your information is being collected and you've essentially agreed to it. Like you've given them the A-OK to it, whether you've knowingly done that or not. It's just constantly giving up information. Here's the thing. I know a lot of times people are sold this, you know, well, you know, you did it because you just, you you just clicked yes and whatever. And before you, because you just want to play with the thing. And I'm as guilty as anybody about yelling at that. As we all are. right? Right. And that is true. There's no denying that. But there's also part of me, and maybe I'm just like a tinfoil hat paranoid, like, you know, weirdo. Okay. Right? But there's also part of me that feels like those, you know, um, privacy certificates and all that stuff. It's like, aren't you doing this, A, because it's the law and you kind of have to tell me this? But you can see all this stuff. You're going to do it whether do it I say anyway. yes or no. Right. Right. You're right. going you're gonna to do it anyway, so let me play Galaga. It's the argument against guns of like, well, criminals just going to go ahead and get it. If it's Facebook, a little bit. If Facebook wants that info, they're going to be like, oh, no. This We're person, taking it, bitch. This person didn't check this no. box, therefore they're okay. No, of course not. If they want your information, they're just going to take it. That guy will tell all of Canton, Ohio, that Facebook <laughs> is doing shady things. They don't care. No, they'll they don't care. They'll they literally don't. do, they'll, you know what I I mean, they'll sneak in my apartment, stuff me out. But there's a, there's been a data breach. There has been a data breach that is going to negatively affect some people. Okay. Right? We're all a little private about our sexual activity. Right? Yeah. And it's because other people are very judgy about sex, very judgmental about sex. There's an app, and I didn't know about this one. It's called 3Fun. 3-F-U-N. 3Fun. All right. And this is where you go to try to find threesomes. Okay. Right? Okay. They had a huge data breach. I guess hundreds of thousands of usernames got out there and all your data and your phones and like where you live and like all these things and your identity. That's the big one. Okay. Because as much as everybody wants to pretend that we live in the accepting culture, we do not. We do not. There are going to be people who are going to be on that list who have jobs, 
that are considered to be esteemed members of the community, and they're going to be like, there's a morality clause, and you like threesomes, you're out. Yeah, and I, I, I think that there's a lot of things in life that are natural that we all do that we don't want public you know uh, facing we don't want on the front page of the repository everyone takes a dump if somebody walks in on you taking a dump you're gonna be embarrassed you're why gonna I, be why mortified I get out of here. right 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 so even something as like eh, dude whatever it's sex like it's a natural thing and i'm not gonna judge you and find whatever there's still that level of embarrassment that that you just there's there's a shame to it there is so and it's once you start introducing not just sex you but can't like unlearn weird it. sex now all of a sudden dude we're certainly into a shameful place here. you can't unlearn it and and this job will kind of proves this to be true you and i have both met people who have listened to the show who have liked listening to the show who have then said to us sorry man i'm just thinking about that one time when you said this thing and i can't you know what i mean because you know it about us and there's it it, it, you stay hyper focused on it because it's like a super weird thing or whatever it is that you know that goes across your radar like that sex is one of those things so like if let's say i don't know make it some big corporation right but if you are the ceo or like i don't know the head of hr for this and you know it's your company needs to have this morality center and now my consumers know this about you if they think differently about you do people i mean this is this is bad this is bad news bears bad precedent to set um and it's just kind of scary because there's just two ways that like your data and your online identity can get exploited number one's that broader sense we were talking about you don't know what you're signing up for but now we're getting into like the blackmail of not even like ceos and things like that dude just like john q public and right that's probably yeah you can get five million dollars from this ceo but the story might go viral the story might get out something like that if you can get 500 bucks from a million people now all of a sudden we're in a completely you know what i mean well, like it's a bigger problem than that even or your problem moves into a bigger problem the ceo's got the five million He's got it. So he can pay it and uh, move forward. That guy who lives next to me might not have that 500. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is, it gets really, really tricky. I know I'm in here like, how do we figure out how you guys bang more of each other and like keep your secrets? All right, all right. More stands ratio right around the corner. Guys, hang. It's not. The pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left center. This ball gone. A grand slam. Carlos Santana with a grand slam to left center. And the Indians are back on top 7-3 here in the 10th inning. Santana has hit just the second grand slam of the year for the Indians. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com about that. Antonio Brown needing his own special helmet. That whole thing was weird. If you don't know about that, just wait. Eight o'clock. That that story's weird. The helmet story is weird. That's it's the weird. Story's weird. What was funny about that to me is just Friday morning I was told how stupid the Steelers were for moving off of him. And I was like, eh, I don't know, it kind of feels like they got problem out of the building. And then boom, Friday afternoon. Hey Stansbury, here's a big huge dose of how right you were. Yeah, the, the, the helmet's weird. Dude. Yeah, it, is. it was no a strange story. It. Eight no o'clock. It. Eight o'clock. I'll tell you, it was good. Fantone found a great piece of video for us. It's online for you at wrqk.com. I've also made it available at the show's Facebook page. Just uh, search Sansbury Show. You'll find us there. But like, I um, I like this video, and a um, couple of different things here. I got completely turned around on these. This was one of those things that when it first came out, I was like, ah, I don't like that. And then, sure enough. More and more data started to come out. More opinions started to come out. More and more stuff. I was like, okay, maybe not so bad there, right? This is body cams on cops. 
my resistance at first was like, ah, dude, we're going to get snippets of this stuff. And like the, you, this job's not black and white. They operate in the gray. And like, we're going to get, you know, it's, it's stuff's going to leak out over days versus all at once. And, you know, next thing you know, we're going to be, you know, slinging cops up in the street over stuff that it's like, well, what do you do in that moment? No, I, I, I think <clears> there is still some argument to, you know, well, you only get a snippet of time and there's only so much information that you can get from a camera. But at the end of the day, introducing more evidence in to a situation with, with with an officer of the law, that seems like a good thing to me. If anything, I think I think body cams, for the most part, are there to protect officers as opposed to like. Well, that's how I got turned around at it because at first, because I, I was coming from a place of like, ah, I think this could be bad for the cop, right? And then a buddy of mine is a Cleveland cop, right? And he's been doing that like twenty years. He's been a Cleveland cop, and he listens to the show all the time. He podcasts or whatever, and so he hit me up. He was like, I get what you're doing. And I appreciate it. He's like, but I think you're missing the overall point. He's like, I'm a good cop. I know that he's like, that camera's never going to show me doing something I shouldn't do. I said, you feel, he's like 20 years of service. I feel very comfortable about who I am. I was like, okay. I said, all right. Well then, you know what? You're in this every day. You got to wear this thing. I don't. Maybe you guys are right. And so Phantom found this great piece of video and it's nice to have body cam footage that's not negative. That's not like, here's the response to a shooting, here's the response, it's not something negative. Because, I mean, frequently, even if it is the officer being justified in his actions, it's not necessarily a positive thing happening there. Something, right. something negative is, is the catalyst to Response that. to tragedy. Right. And so, this was actually a local story out of Maslin, where some of you may remember, where that cop actually went into the storm drain and like pulled, what, was it five people out yeah. of that storm drain? I don't even remember the whole story, but the body cam footage is out now. It's a little long, a little lengthy, I, I, I will admit, but you can see it at WRQK.com. And again, I'm watching this. It's been rolling since we came back from break. And I'm watching, and it's actually really clear. It's like really good video. And I just, do cops, I just marvel at this. I said to Fantone, I said, the pure randomness of that job alone. Like, I woke up this morning, I pretty much knew how this was going to go. All right, couple of threesome stories. All right, okay. yeah, talk to All Scott. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, nine ten. you go out to Vegas, here's your thousand bucks. I know what this is. Yeah, I mean. I can e- backstroke it. Even, even, even on days where we don't know what's going to happen, we know what's going to happen. Gonna I happen. mean, like, there's a good idea. Like, a storm drain ain't part of it. <laughs> right, there's 12. <laughs> I know that. There's 12 breaks a day, there's four hours that we do there's all these different like okay even if we don't know what exactly we're going to talk about we know what's going to happen cops right. do not dude cops you're 100 percent you're rolling there. dice right it's like well dude maybe i'll be you know maybe i'll be sitting around here waiting for something to happen maybe i'll be in a shootout maybe i'll be in a in a, in a drain pulling five teenagers out of it yeah dude there's a lot of a lot of randomness that that has to be i guess expected in that job. How is that not a six-figure job? I don't know, man. I don't know. How is that not a six-figure job? The pure randomness of it. Yeah. The, the danger of it. And, 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 like, I like to think of myself as, like, kind of, like, able to adapt to situations and able to, like, you pull know, the kid problem, out of a cheetah pit. Well, problem solve and, like, look and see what's available to me. But this is, like, this dude just walked up onto a situation and was like, oh, damn, oh I know what to do. I have to go into that. Like, I have to be the one who figures this out. No way, dude. See, no friggin' way, man. I think, like, you ever see, uh, you ever see that movie, Let's Be Cops? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's, I, I think. 
I could be a cop about, I think, 60% of the time. But that 40% is a big chunk, and you never know when it's coming. And you never know when it's coming. Yeah, just like crazy chunk. There's like going to be so joke. many things I roll up, and I'm like, well, I got the gun, I got the badge, I got the lights going, I got the sound going, and then I'm going to get out of the car, and I'm going to I'm gonna look, I'm going to assess the situation, I'm like, nah, I'm, I, don't think, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing that. And like, they don't, there's no, they don't have that. They don't have the, I, I'm not climbing the top of that building to save that they don't have that they have to climb they have to figure it out they have to do it like that's their job and 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 dude are there are are there examples and issues and sure but like when it comes down to it dude these dudes are out there and women and these people are out there doing their absolute best to keep this community and others safe and like tip of the hat dude how can you not after watching that video like i do just amazing yeah i i can't stop watching it it's available for you wrqk.com we will talk to scott from winning for next year.com uh at, at eight o'clock, we will do that next. We uh, we have to get into what I would assume is the biggest story of the weekend. Apparently, the Clintons are at it again. They're just whacking people in prison. I'm uh, being a little facetious, but we'll get into Jeffrey Epstein next on Rock 106.9. Nine. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Eight thirty. We'll get you guys hooked up with those social D and flogging Molly tickets. Jacob's Pavilion, September the fourth. That show goes down. You'll go. Also, 910, win your way out to Vegas for the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Put $1,000 in your pocket spending cash, too. Nice, dude. I'd, I'd take that 1000 and that trip. That would be pretty good. Yeah. I'd go. Go see the family. You are going to Vegas in I September. I am going to Vegas. It will not be long. October is when I'm going, actually. Oh, October yeah, is yeah. actually well, you know, you know. Oh, that's right. The end of September is when your wedding is. Okay. Married. Oh, and shortly thereafter yeah, that is how, when I'll be heading out there. That's how that all goes. All right. I, uh, <clears throat> you don't always pick about, you know, people ask me all the time, how do you decide what you're going to talk about? And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's not. Um, sometimes you don't pick. Sometimes I don't pick. Sometimes the world picks. Um, this is one of those times where the world picks. Uh, I'm not even sure that I would normally want to even talk about this. If I'm being honest, I think it's just one of those things where a lot of times when you don't, people accuse you of running from it, being afraid of it, having a side and not wanting to like, you know what I mean? And, and not like shine light on the other side. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not allowing that to happen. And I think so frequently people pound their chest and yell for, you know, that's not what you're for. Stay in your lane. This isn't your area. So how do you decide what my lane and, is? And so frequently I felt like at, that's least, a good point. at least what we're kind of getting into here, I didn't want this to be our lane. I didn't want this to be our area. I If, if you would ask me yesterday or if you'd asked me a week ago and you would ask me today, can you? Or do you want to avoid it? Yes. yes. Can we avoid it? No. Well, we have avoided this subject right. up until now. Um, Jeffrey Epstein is uh, is a billionaire, and a lot of people have that question. They're like, you know, we don't even know how he got all that money. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know how he got all that money. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think anyone that reaches a certain place in, in the wealth ladder, it's like, well, how did that happen? Uh, not 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 with not with no throats being stepped on somewhere along the There's line bodies. Dude. yeah somewhere along the line dude you reach a level like that and it's almost inevitable that there's some skeletons in sure. your closet the skeletons in this dude's closet though are truly next level pretty bad was uh was on trial for um sex crimes essentially he uh he he was like sex trafficking young women i mean underage women Basically, the, he was, had a hedonistic island. Like, he had, uh, homes and he would, like, invite rich, powerful people there. And then, um, I don't know if these women were paid or coerced or what have you, but they were underage and they were having sex with, like, high profile friends of his. And this, became a political issue because everything's a political issue. And he had friends on both sides of the aisle. 
Welcome to money, power, influence. You're looking to be like, well, whoever's got can make things move around for me. I need to be close to. Yeah, your own personal like. Well, here's my political stances. Don't care or it doesn't matter once you get up to a certain level because you're right. You want influence over everyone. Over anything. Yeah. Over, I mean, yeah. over anything. So you get so basically a lot of times what you're doing is hedging your bets. There. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, yeah, all right, I'm friends with you, but I need to be friends with you just in case next time, right? And so he had been <clears throat> sent to prison. Was in prison, right? And this is where this gets really interesting. The moment he went in, everybody in the country started both sides of the political aisle said, watch now as he'll mysteriously die in prison. That's what everybody kept saying is he'll mysteriously die in prison. Now, a lot of people who have issues with the Clintons. And I made this joke yesterday on Facebook, and I don't know what I was thinking because then people were, I don't know what, I, I was literally just joking. Yeah, I said, what I said about the Epstein thing, I was like, I just want iHeartMedia to get the rights to the Clinton murder podcast. Like that's, I just, and it was just a joke. It was just because, first of all, well, the Clinton body count is trending worldwide right now. Um, but, and I don't think this was them. And this is basically how people, I knew people were going to ask me, what do you think happened? I don't believe, everybody believes something stupid. Everybody believes one conspiracy theory, okay? I think flat earth is absolutely stupid, right? I think that's stupid. I believe the world is round. I, be- I, be- I believe that, right? This is a conspiracy theory I can totally buy into. I don't, now, I'm not going to lay it at the feet of the Clintons. His name was Seth Rich. I'm, I, I'm not going all the way there. I'm not doing it, right? But do I think it is very possible Jeffrey Epstein didn't take his own life in prison? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Do I think there were other people who were like, this guy cannot come back and tell this story. We need to make sure this story doesn't get told. Yes, I do believe that. I do not believe he hung himself. I don't. Um, I certainly understand why a lot of people are like, oof, this does not add up because looking at this, this does it not add, add up. up. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, wait, what happened? Well, they moved him off a of suicide watch. I was told, well, I wasn't told, but we are, we are told by a previous jail warden that that goes against what jail policies are they transferred his his cellmate out and left him alone i was told that's a violation of what jail policies are so it looks like look at the hands of justice being swayed by people with influence to make things happen that shouldn't and then bam mysteriously he's dead now the thing i'm going to say about this is that is it so much of a stretch to think that this guy would want to kill himself? I don't think so. I genuinely don't. Like that's why that's why like I'm not rushing to the end result here because is suicide an option? I genuinely believe yes. Like I 100% think that somebody in that situation where your life and what you knew was the most like God, dude, you, you you lived you lived with without boundaries, without checks. You were doing literally whatever you wanted, and you knew that was falling apart. I believe that somebody would commit suicide in that situation. Do I think that's what happened here? I don't know yet. I don't know. I agree that these are the kind of crimes that if you're facing this, could make you go, you know what? I'm just doing this. Yeah, 100%. for sure. I'm not. I cannot. I cannot deny that. To deny that would be unfair to the conversation. However. I lean towards ego, money, and my, everything in my history has proven I can use all this money, all this power to make what I I think this guy, it was more likely he felt he could buy his way out eventually, 
that he that that somebody would come and save him. And what he didn't realize is is that no, dude, the power structure is bigger than you. And they were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not even taking the risk of it. We're snuffing you out. That's what I think. Now, considering like his his you know circle and considering the people that he you know could potentially have dirt on or whatever, um, I I think it's worth noting too that extremely rich people outside of politics have a lot of power, and there's politics outside of America with a lot of money and a lot of power. Oh God! And like you know what I'm saying? So no, like, you're not wrong. So there is there is also you you, you know I know the easy thing to do is, is Trump to, versus Clinton is Trump versus Clinton, and it's a point at the other side and say you're the boogeyman, you're the one with the child molesters, you're the one who did this. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. Do I think everyone is guilty in, on some level in in this? Or every side is guilty? Of course I do. When when you get down to it, do I think there's Democrats who are child bang- molesters? Yes. Yes. Do I think there's Republicans? Yes. Yes. Do I think there's people outside of that? Yes. So all those things considered, I think it's just it's foolish to run to like, well, it's the other side, the side that I don't like that did this. This feels very much like, was it Fatal Attraction with Michael Douglas? Right. Where she wrote the book and then she kills the dude like that. Right. This feels very much like everybody said this was going to happen and now whoever did it's like, we're so dumb to do the thing everybody said we were going to do. It feels very, very much yeah. like that. Very now, much like, do, do the thing exactly everybody was going to accuse us of and then that's the best defense. Now... I guess if that's the mindset, because the way I'm looking at this is if the assumption here is he was assassinated, taken out, murdered, whatever, um, why would it have been so sloppy? If this was like these higher power, it's the Clintons or the Trumps or it's the, the why Saudi sloppy? princes, why was it? All right, I have an answer on that, and I'll give it to you next on Rock 106.6.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. 910, we'll send you out to Vegas. 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival, you're going. We'll give you the first keyword of the day. Also, once you get there, put $1,000 in your hands. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Go make it rain on Marshmallow, Hootie and the Bowflesh, Heart, Cagey Elephant. They're not strippers. You can't throw money at them. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. Dude, by the way, I'm no stripper either, but make it rain on me all you want. You see me out in public, dude. You got them hunters. Let them fly, bitch. Like, let them go. Like, you get loose with that wrist. Get them up in the air. I might twerk. Who knows? Serious Rucker walks out on stage. You throw just a knot full of hundos at him. Like, he's going to hate it? No, he's not going to hate it. Let me tell you what. I'm going to tell you what happens. He tells his production assistant to get out there with the broom. Get those on the bus. What he's going to do? Nine ten. We'll send you out to Las Vegas. I uh, we've been talking this Jeffrey Epstein thing, right? For those of you that don't know, uh, well, welcome to the world. And good for you. Yeah, no, there's a little bit good like, yeah, you. no, good for you. But uh, you know, multi billionaire there, dude, super, uh, you know, rich and uh, you know, influential, powerful, that whole thing. And uh, nobody can really track down where his money comes from, and uh, which which always makes you suspicious of people a little bit. And uh, he was accused of. Uh, sex crimes, essentially he was trafficking young women, underage women, uh, to basically hedonistic islands that he owned uh, so other rich, powerful people could have sex with them. He was uh, in jail, and uh, one of his, uh, f- one of the former women is already speaking out. I know she named Alan Dershowitz, a couple of other people uh, in names. Some of those names uh, I found not, doesn't mean she's lying, but some of the names I noticed, some of these guys are dead. And I was like, okay, well, good names to start releasing early, still get people interested, but yet, you know, hold maybe some of the stuff that's, you know, the the heavier boom for later down the line. Now, when he was sent to prison, Jeffrey Epstein, multiple people all over the country, world really, were like, watch now as this guy never makes it out of there. He's going to be murdered in prison. Uh, You know, he'll mysteriously die. 
And then sure enough, he's found, you know, unresponsive, unconscious, uh, is Saturday in his cell, then later pronounced dead. Um, they're not releasing, uh, the total results of the autopsy just yet. And, you know, people are taking issue with that. And I always say, I don't know how much of the truth you want that you're actually entitled to. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I do believe. Fantone pointed this out. He's like, let's not pretend that these crimes you're being, you know, accused of and that you're on trial for looks like really guilty of that this is that the weight of this wouldn't make you contemplate taking your life. I totally agree with that assessment. Yeah, I I understand why people are raising a lot of questions, and I think there has to be questions asked here. I just don't think me, layperson, not knowing anything about this case outside of what I've read on Facebook and and, and what people's like hot takes are about it. I don't think suicide is that much of a stretch. I understand it doesn't feel like the ending a lot of people want, but I don't think it's that crazy that like... Nor do I. You, 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 you try to kill yourself. Nor do I. I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's a probability. I think for me, it feels very much like this guy cannot tell this story. We need to make sure this doesn't happen. And you had asked before the break if it's... A power structure, if it was the Trumps or if it was the Clintons or if it was, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, whoever really runs the country pulling the strings, Koch right. brothers, whatever. If, if it was that, you would ask the question, then why so sloppy? Yeah, why? why Why are there all these, like, question marks? It would have been, I would think, considerably easier and raise less questions if it was like, oh, and he had a heart attack and who would have ever guessed that would have happened? You know what Be- I mean? I think because you could induce or whatever this and that. This feels very much like a jail hit. Right. You shank somebody or if you want to make it look like an accident, you hang them. Right. And so I feel very much like that's why it was messy, because they know what to do. They know how to make it look like they give because the plausible deniability is built in in the sloppiness of the execution of it. Am I making it too easy? Yeah, at least to me, it, it, it feels like if this was the great plan, you wouldn't have. It, all this information wouldn't be out if this was like the the nefarious plot of like, hey, we're going to kill this guy. All this information about like, hey, protocols weren't followed and procedures weren't followed. And yeah, I mean, they transferred they, his cellmate they, out. They took him. They, the, the cellmate wasn't there. Nobody checked on him for over an off hour. of suicide watch. Right off of suicide watch. All of the all of those loose ends that makes it look so suspicious. I would think would be buttoned up. <sighs> You would have paid. You would have it's paid almost, that guard. Yeah. You would have paid that guard to say I did check on him. You would have. You would have made sure that the, the procedure was followed because this leaves too much. Like, well, wait, what happened? Yeah, I. You. That's hard to argue. I. I don't know. I think maybe. It. It's almost too clean your way. It's almost too in your way. How did it happen? If you leave the. Because now, do you see this now? They're going over the overtime records of the guards. It right. turns out like the one guard had worked five nights straight understaffed. and was like, understaffed and like this whole thing now. Because I think that's how you do it. Because I think then you can get on TV and go, of course the conspiracy theorists think it's this. But look, it breaks down into human error. It's, this happens where you work. It happens where everybody works. It's like everybody thinks they're doing the job to the best of their abilities, but they're not. This is a human error issue. And I think that's why you make it open-ended and sloppy now again i maybe i'm making it too easy i've seen too many movies but it, it feels like they d'angelo barksdale them well i mean I, <laughs> it does. I, and, and, and i guess the thing you and i have to remember and i wish everyone on facebook and beyond would remember is we we don't know we're just taking what we view as dots and trying to figure out well, how those dots connect this is the most unsettling thing of the whole story for me is that i don't think we'll ever know 
And that is bothersome to me. It's it, it because this is a this is a really interesting look into our life in general. This is one of the things we're going to obsess about for weeks on end. This will be the number one thing talked about for at least the next two days, right? <laughs> what? So I just you because you know you're right because it's something we're also like engrossed in and, and worried about. But we're so, never gonna truly 40, forty-eight hours from now. But, but but this is but this is what's this is what's unsettling to me is that we can all of us can want to know it can be the number one thing we're all obsessed about and still when we're all said and done in this I feel now maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong. I feel as if very little clarity will will come to me and be shown to me. I'll tell you another alarming thing. The first thing I thought when I heard about this Saturday is, I don't know which news outlet to go read about this at. No. It wasn't no. just like, oh, we'll turn on the TV and the first news station I see, well, they'll tell me what I need to know. I legitimately was like, well, who's going to... I, that, now, I don't know if that says something about the news, or does it say something about what we say about the news? Does it say something about what our, you know, what both sides of the political aisle tell me about the news? I don't know. I, but I was like, I don't know who to go to to tell me the truth about this right now, and I felt sad about that. I was like, I have no idea. I need to know about this for Monday morning, and I don't know who the best person to go get this from is. That is crazy. A story with so many question marks, so much misinformation, and the fact that we can't go with like, hey, this is a trusted, reliable source. That it, There is. There's something about that. It's unsettling. And, like, and that just leaves more room for more conspiracy theories or more more room for like that concept. Speaking of which. Did you see this now? Like people are looking at the photos. Um, Miranda sent this in to me, and but this is all over the place now. Yeah. Apparently, they're looking at the facial features of Jeffrey Epstein, and the facial features of the, the, what people tell me is the body they found, and they're very, very different. She sent me this side by side photo. Now, look, I should point out she's not like, "Hey, look, this is this." She was just like, "Hey, this is out there." And so, now look, it, I get very nervous. Looking at photos that somebody sends me online, anybody, or that I even stumble, not sent me, that I even stumble on online and going, oh God, look, here's proof. Because 15 year olds with social media apps can change. Guys, it was two weeks ago yeah. we were making us all look 90. Remember? Yeah. It was literally two weeks ago. Face app! Oh my God, Russia! And like now, so like, you mean to tell me that like somebody can get their hands on these photos and I don't know if I can believe any of this. But, 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 but if we're living in the world with these billionaires and these nefarious powers, is the concept of him putting a fake body in there essentially escaping and going and getting like the face off like surgical you know like, hey. so, like swordfish right, no, right not right, even right, close right, right, of right. course that's possible. so so that's that's so much of a part of this problem is when you don't have reliable information anything sounds plausible and with a story like this i understand why it sounds plausible we're talking about a lot of power a lot of money things beyond our wildest imagination i understand why people are freaking out like i i, I do i agree with everything no but I, it's hard for me to look at you and say like no dude you're way off base here because it's like dude anything's possible in that i i just that that was what it was for me all weekend where i was like well I mean, he could have committed suicide for sure. If, if you accused me of those things and I was sitting in jail, I'd be like, uh, I got to tell you, I don't need to go through this anymore. I'm just offing myself that I can totally see it for sure. I could. Right. But I go back to power, influence, money, ego makes you think, nah, buy my way out. And I'll be the hot story for a year. Most people in America don't know me. They all work for me anyway, secretly. And what do I care if people are judging me? I'll go back to my hedonistic island. I'll go back to being who I was. I think that. 
prevents him from committing suicide. I, I, I do. But again, I'm not him. I wasn't there. I don't know. I think it's, uh, there's too much stuff that looks suspicious. I get your take of, you know, it's like a lot of loose ends here. And like, if you're going to do it, make it clean. But I think any more too clean keeps the story too alive for social media. I think if you get, there's so many loose ends that point to humans just being, not being good at their jobs that it's very easy to go, nah, human error kind of brought us here. I need to move forward, kind of get on something a little yeah. less serious. There's a, there's a great piece of audio, great piece of audio about a tree falling down. We have that and we'll also, uh, we'll, we'll slow it down for you next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. At 8.30 this morning, we'll send you to see Social D, also flogging Molly, September 4th, Jacob's Pavilion. That will be after we run down the most overrated sex moves. Okay. There's sex stuff that's overrated. We don't need it. Get it out of here. Don't want it anymore. Don't need it. Overrated sex moves. We'll do that at 8.30. Also, like I said, Social D tickets up for grabs. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Uh, A lot of people asking uh, for us to run this this audio down. This kind of went viral. Late last week, a little bit more over the weekend, uh, apparently a young woman had her car parked on the street and a tree had like fallen down and smashed her car. And the news did what the news does best, which was sit in a neighborhood for eight hours filming it, waiting for the one person who's like, that's the guy we put on TV. And that's what they do. The news is great at finding the, oh, the building was on fire. And I said, oh, no, not today. And the Melinda Brown Duncans. The news is great at finding the person. There's a uh, there's a character in every neighborhood. All you have to do is find them. I mean, like, even if they're not relevant to the story, it's like, nah, dude, you're good. Come on, let's get you on the TV. Well, find them I don't even think is all that accurate. I think once you start pulling the cameras out of the van, they come find you. The, you know, the character lo- wants to be on the camera. So the news did what the news does finds the character of the neighborhood. He gives you his eyewitness account of the tree coming down and smashing this woman's car. Here the audio is. Sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was, I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, what guy, what, you know, doesn't like, you know, destruction. Yeah, you know, that's why we go to demolition derbies, but hey. That's... <laughs> I mean, that is, you know, he's not wrong. There's no, there's no fake news there yet. That is why you go to demolition derbies. It is because of the destruction of it. You know, bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she can't get to school now. <laughs> she can't get to school <laughs> now. So a lot of people are obviously asking for this now. Sound like a beer can. <laughs> it just was crunch. It was, I love it. I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. You know, I mean, what guy, what, you know, doesn't like, you know, destruction. Yeah, you know, that's why we go to demolition derbies. But, hey, you know, bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she can't get to school now. (laughs) I just, dude, I love that part of the audio. I think this is my favorite part right here. You know, bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she can't get to school now. Because if you see this guy, that guy understands the importance of staying in school now. He may have not gone <laughs> in. He may not have heard the message all the way while still being a pupil, but he definitely understands the benefit of staying in school now if you've seen that guy. Hilarious. Hilarious audio. I love when the news finds the guy. 
When the news finds the guy, the woman, whatever, when they find the person, it is gold. It is gold. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't even necessarily matter. Like, well, were you a part of this? Is your opinion relevant? Do you have any like insight on this that adds anything to the story? If you're funny, if you've got that to you, then that's that's all they're looking for. They know that, like, yo, this is it. This is my opportunity for web bonus, and this is my opportunity to go viral, and I'm getting out of this crap town. I hate reporting here. Like, dude, 100%, this is why you do it. I, for sure. Sure. And so think about what we just said is that they will bump stories that would benefit you more because they'll show you because this will do better. Now, I always say this. This gets us very much into a chicken and egg conversation because I understand that the media doesn't do a good enough job. I will full on admit that I will. I will full on admit that. But I always say when we easily go media. Oh, the media, fake news. When we do all that, and I've said the news has been fake from the beginning. But there's also a little bit of, it sounds to me very much like, how dare these networks present this information in the only manner I would ever pay attention to it. Right? Because this is what we're... There's a million stories was on this news channel this weekend, but that's the one everybody's talking right, about. Right, a girl who had, a, had had to file out like a, an insurance report. <laughs> like that—that's what we right, got ourselves right, into. There. Right, exactly right. But because we get this, it sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was. <laughs> I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, what guy? What you know doesn't like you know destruction? Yeah, you know that's why we go demolition dirt. But hey, that is why you go to a demolition derby. And it's true. Bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she, she can't get to school <laughs> now. She cannot get to school now. That guy's very, very worried about who can be in school again. If you've seen him, like I missed that message. I feel like it's hitting him hard right now. Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do him next on Rock 106.9. The pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left center. This ball gone, a grand slam. Carlos Santana with a grand slam to left center. And the Indians are back on top, 7-3 to three here in the 10th inning. Santana has hit just the second grand slam of the year for the Indians. Welcome back to the, what do we call it? The Sandsbury Show. Sandsbury show that's that's your it last is. name, idiot. Yeah. You. Your show. I was I was all ready to talk a Hammy. Were you ready to leave with Indians broadcast now? I was, <laughs> I was all ready to give the credit to Hammy. He's so good. It, it, it's so interesting to me because I, I'm open about the fact that baseball is probably my third favorite sport to watch on TV. But I think baseball calls are some of the best. We do it every Monday at 8. We talk to our good buddy Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Find him on Twitter. At WFNY Scott and also at waitingfornextyear.com. My man, it is so good to talk to you and have nothing but positive things to talk about. We're not really ready to get into Cavaliers. It's not really that time of the year yet, right? And the Indians are red hot, as you just heard Hammy, you know, calling out the Santana, you know, uh, Grand Slam there. And it feels like there's nothing but positive reasons to, to be thinking about the Cleveland Browns as well. And it almost feels like I'm in bizarro world talking to you right now. Yeah, I mean, you can nitpick either of the two, but, I mean, you'd be doing that just for the sake of Dude, wanting to nitpick. You're right? the most Ohio just, thing ever. You are the most yeah. Ohio guy ever. <laughs> well, you know, there's still nitpick territory there, Stansbury. I know normally you're the doom and gloom guy. I got you positive one week out of the last five years, but it's all going to hell if we nitpick it. I love you, man. 
No, I mean there's the, I mean there are clearly things you could you could poke holes at. You don't sure. you don't want to blow a save in the bottom of the net or you know those kinds of things. Sure. But they they I mean the the Indians are swinging bats. They're they're making plays. I, you, they had they, that game should have been blown open even more with you know I think they had bases loaded with one out and didn't score those those kinds of things okay. you know. But it's uh it's great when you know you have the meat of the order come up in a key point in the game and they produce right. I mean that was. That was the top of the lineup that did that did almost all the damage last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say. Um, and it's 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 great that they were able to pick up a pick up a game. And yeah, it's a big big a big couple weeks still here coming up. I know the Minnesota series is over, and everybody's feeling great about being technically in first place, which is awesome. But um, you know they they still got to go to work here against Boston, a Boston team, by the way that. You know, is isn't far removed from dropping. I think like fifty two runs or something like that right. on the on the Yankees in, the, in a series two weeks ago. So they they got they got to they can't let up now just because uh, Minnesota's in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I um, I get what you're saying, but for me, it just and again, it it triage the sports. I'm football, NBA, then you know Major League Baseball, but it really felt to me like Indians fans like. Cave up, we're arms up in the air. Fifteen games into the season, it's the longest of the three seasons, and I was like, "Oh my god, guys, it's un- we're under twenty games in. And you're telling me how it's over, and now here they are, technically, you know, like you're saying, technically in first place. I just think it's a lot to be excited about, and I'm not championship or failure. I'm not. I I, I want. I like competitive. I like we're, we're in the mix. We're good. We're, we're we're a story. We're talked about. You're you're not bottom of the barrel. That's a, I I like that. I I'll take that. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah, I don't begrudge anyone who was upset with the team in June that was eleven back. You know what I mean? Like they, well, that's a there was a lot view. of things. There was a lot of things that they could have done differently to not be put in that position, like okay. not starting Eric Stamets and you know what I mean, yeah, okay, like fair. Brad Miller and you know all, all 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 that whole experiment they had. But you know they, you know, to your point, it's a hundred sixty two game season for a reason, and the cream tends to rise. You know, throughout, um, you know, as 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 it, you know, as it's want to do. But so no, it's it's great, you know, and that's not to you know shift gears on you, but that's exactly kind of the way I am. I'm not Super Bowl or bust with the Browns by any means, but those December games better be meaningful. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. It, it, it's fair to say at this point that the Indians can win any baseball game they go out and play, and yeah. it's hard not to be excited about that. But let's, I mean, not live in championship or bust die, but let's talk about a championship because why the hell not? I think the Indians are arguably one of the top five teams in baseball right now. I think they're coming together at the right time. I agree. Um, I think that the bats are happening, and, and you can look at Carlos Santana. I think you can look at Puig. I think you can look at Frankie Lindor, and even Ramirez kind of like reemerging in this series and, and in this second half as the Indians start to look towards the second season and as the you know Major League Baseball, the powers that be, kind of like settle into place. Are the Indians a World Series contender in your mind? I think so. I mean, they have a, a, a fantastic pitching staff and, a, and a, I would say plus one through seven. You know, one through six and a half if if Reyes starts to come around. And you know, from a batting standpoint, and then you can always get a surprise game or two from Robbie Perez. You know, who's mm-hmm. probably going to bat eighth or ninth. You know, so I mean, they if they keep everybody healthy, um, you know, I I don't see why not. Um, you know, do I? You know, do I think they have a lineup like the Yankees? By no means. Do I think they have a pitching staff like Houston? Probably not. Um, you know, I think I think the Astros will be their biggest roadblock to get back to the World Series. And then from there, I mean, the Dodgers are really, really good as well. I mean, there's a lot of teams, you know, in their way. 
but they're certainly in the discussion. If you're going to say, you know, top five or six teams in the AL, you know, being contenders, the Indians are certainly there. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. I'm going to shift over to the Cleveland Browns now as I found this to be very interesting. I came in here Friday, obviously, after you know the preseason game, and I felt like, God, a lot to be positive about there. Yeah, you know, your, your franchise quarterback looking pretty good without his two, what I'm told are going to be his two most productive weapons, you would assume, in Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, and it look, almost looked too easy moving the ball up and down the field. I found it very interesting, though, when I got home, Scott, and I started listening to other national shows and watching some other stuff, that it seemed to play that, almost disrespectful that the Browns kind of came out in the two-minute drill and were, like, looking to press. And, like, and, and I didn't even have a problem with all the celebrating because, honestly, I'm, I'm a fan of the franchise, and they've been so, like, inept for, for, like, the last 20 years that when I see efficiency, I see you going, I'm like, no, 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 yeah, we probably should celebrate a little bit, right, because of how bad it's been. But when I got home and I was, like, listening to national guys, like, it seemed as if, like, they, you know, multiple ex-players on, on shows were saying, like, look, dude, this is preseason. Like, you just don't, this isn't done. You don't do this. You're creating enemies. Is there anything in that, or should we just be telling the league, you know what, dude, go to hell. We haven't been good forever. We're going to stunt. What do we do? Yeah, we're like, we're, so we're like the one exception to act like you've been there before, right? Right. I mean, because we haven't. And, and you know, so I, I, I do agree with that. Um, plus, first game at home, and the, the, whole, the whole vibe was just worthy of that. I mean, you saw Link Giuseppe, you know, return that punt. Right. Um, you know, and the whole bench. Right. You know, sure, yeah, be pissed about that, but that's a hell of a story too. You know, so there's a there's nuance to it. I don't think it, I don't think it's very black or white. I think it's great that they came out in the two minute drill. Do you um, do? You know, right like out of the it? gate, I think that stuff they need to work on um, and to do it live is great. And and truthfully, um, if you want to catch a team sleeping out of the gate, you do something like that to start a game. I think you're you're, you know, that, that's, that's, that's some wrinkled, not exactly, you know, your, your, your dad's or grandpa's old football. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think we're not that far removed from run on first, run on second, throw on third, punt. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, like that, what they did the other night was the exact opposite of that. And that's exciting stuff to get people going. And I don't, I, you know, and with the offense, the way they have it, you know, to your point, if they were able to do that without their weapons, just wait till what they, you know, what they can do when, when they're, when they're fully stocked in offense. Here's why I liked it. The more I think about it, I like it. And here's why. My worry about Freddie Kitchens being the head coach was, is it's a little too early, right? It's that and I'm like, ah, it seemed young to be made a little too early, this and that. Also, I felt like people kept saying, no, man, he's a creative play caller. And I was worried, not that this was true, but that it could be true, that it is easier to play with house money. Meaning when it's Hugh Jackson as the head coach and now you're like in there or there's a, you know, an interim head coach and you're play calling, it's easy. But when it's your job, will you still be this bold? Will you still try? And sure enough, you give him the first crack to coach anything. And what is he? He's coming out and like, yeah, I am exactly this bold. And so if yeah, he's not, right in the face, right? So, and so if it wasn't house money and this is who Freddie Kitchens is and these are the weapons we have, I now am warming closer to Freddie Kitchens being what I said, maybe what we might be getting here. We might be getting a guy two years too early, which would be fantastic. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I don't even know if it's too early. You know, I, okay. I wonder, you know, I think I wonder if he just wasn't given a shot for, for a variety of reasons. I heard, you know, I heard some people he talking the other day that like, he, cause he, he's kind of a hillbilly, right? right? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, and that, you know, when you're, when you're steel town, it'll you hurt know, you. Midwest NFL. Yeah. Like that doesn't, 
this isn't this isn't the SEC anymore. It's not. And right. And I, th- you know, I think people see the wearing wearing a baseball hat and photo shoots, and you know, st- you know, you, I think if you could cut the sleeves off his, you know, polo, would you know? I th- I think you would, and you know, so I think that kind of stuff, old guard, doesn't exactly warm up to right away. I mean, there's there's a lot of old school old guard mentality in the NFL. I mean, just think of how many people shivered when the Browns were going to quote unquote use analytics to, you know, to yeah, no, to, right. to, to, to 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 look at talent in the NFL draft. I mean, those kinds of things. Like, oh my God, numbers. Um, you know, so I think there's a there's a litany of reasons why maybe Freddie didn't get, you know, the advanced shots that other guys would have. But that said, kudos to John Dorsey if this thing works out for seeing past all that. And giving this guy a shot, the players seem to love him. And to your point, he doesn't seem to be afraid of of going against the grain a little no, bit when it comes it. Yeah, to I comes to things it. like practice, training camp, or, or or preseason football games. Yeah, the fact that he had the mentality of we're going to go out there and win situations. That's what the Patriots do; they win situations. I love that. I thought it was absolutely spot on, and I think that honestly. That kind of did, at least for me, like reinforce that this is the guy. The preseason continues on Saturday as the Browns go into Indianapolis to go take on uh, the Colts there. What can we expect to learn from that game? I know as we get into these preseason games, it turns very much into like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. What questions do you have that you think will be addressed on Saturday, Scott? Uh, well, this will be there'll be a tougher game for them um, if if we're if if Indianapolis plays their their players. Uh, Washington should not be one of the top half teams in the league, while while Indianapolis, by all accounts, should make the playoffs. Um, you know, but that said, I don't know how much Andrew Luck we're going to see and things along those lines. Uh, but as, as it pertains to just the Browns, you know, the, the 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 two areas that I need to see to feel more comfortable about as we head into the season are special teams and and offensive lines. I think, you know, I think they'll, they'll find a way to scheme around the linebackers if you're, if anyone's concerned about that. And I do think, and we've talked about this, the defensive line and defensive backfield will be able to compensate for a lot of, of, you know, potential quote unquote lack of athleticism or whatever. I mean, despite what Mac Wilson showed on the first night. Um, but, but offensive line, I still feel like they're not, they don't have that figured out quite yet. Uh, Austin Corbett, that's the second round pick who continues to get looked over last year because of what, Guys like Nick Chubb and on down in that draft, you know, Baker Mayfield, for example, um, did, you know, people tend to forget that he was the first pick in the second round. And that's usually a, you know, day one starter that still can't seem to find a place on this, on this, uh, you know, 53 man here. So, I mean, there's a lot of question marks on that offensive line, but if they keep running two minute drills and Baker keeps getting rid of the ball quickly, um, you know, that may, may prove to not be an issue, but I think you also tire those guys out pretty quickly. So, We'll see, but again, the kicker the kicker situation continues to be something that bothers me because I do think this team is going to be very competitive, and there's going to be they're bound to be playing other good teams, and there's going to be close games. Sure. I think you can't, afford, you can't afford to give that up. So those those are the two areas that I think I'm going to be looking at the most. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Find uh, the website at WaitingForNextYear.com. Buddy, we'll talk to you again uh, next Monday at 8. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thanks. All right, man. Have a great week. I, I was just told by a very dedicated listener. He's like, man, I was stuck in the bathroom. He's like, but I didn't want to miss Scott. I love that. He's like, so I yelled out, hey, Alexa. <laughs> so, dude, sure enough, he was able to get Scott in the bathroom. That, my man, is some funny stuff. All right. We apparently have a list of the most overrated sex acts. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, sending you to see... Social distortion. 
Also, Flogging Molly, September the 4th, Jacob's Pavilion, Cleveland. We'll get you guys hooked up here in just a couple of minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. I really like Social Distortion. They're not, they would not be in like the contention for like one of my favorite bands of all time, but I really do like that band, and I do think that they are in contention for one of my favorite live records of all time. Social Distortion, Live at the Roxy, is an album I can't. Stop! Like I have to own, always own that record. Like it has to be part of my collection. I live at the rocks. I, there's something about that record I just love. We'll send you to see those guys September the fourth. Also flogging Molly. Part of that. Tomorrow's new tour Tuesday brings you new Katy Perry. This Blanco Brown, the Get Up. This is like all, all the rage. I actually yeah. don't know if I know the entire song. I know there's like a, a, a viral thing that's going along with it with the dancing and the like. You betcha there is. And uh, but it's like the third most added country song of the week or whatever it is. And uh, also brand new Corn. Uh, you'll never find me. Obviously Corn playing. I believe what? Uh, for, yeah, Friday night, right? I was gonna say it soon. I yeah. don't know when, but yeah, yeah fr- it's soon. Yeah, Friday night blossom. All right, I uh, have here what I'm being told is a list. Of overrated sex acts, right? Everybody's having sex. Probably, you know, uh, you, you know, some of you too much, some of you not enough, or whatever. But it's, you know, it's on our minds. I think it's something. I, I think the average is like something like thirty-five times a day somebody thinks about sex, and uh, it sounds low to me. But I, <laughs> but uh, you know, we would all like to be having more of it anyway. And I'm told these are overrated, and I agree with some, obviously, and some I'm like, eh, I don't know about that one. I kind of well, like that one. I, I think it's important before we get into this that overrated doesn't mean terrible. Overrated doesn't mean sucks. Overrated doesn't mean like, God, dude, why is anyone doing this? It just means it's too highly rated. So like that we talk about this like so much as if it's like this the, the land of milk and honey, and it's not really. Was it Pantera for you? You've said in the past you feel like is overrated, and good. people have been like, Oh my God, Stansberry, you don't know anything about music, and no, it's no, like, they're. Very, very no, good. I, can, I, can I just feel like they're a little overrated. Yeah, that's it. Just before we get into this, where it's like, no, that's awesome, that's great. It's like, well, just maybe a right. little overrated. Right. I'm telling them the sexes they're having, they're overrated. Pantos like they're not going to hate them enough. Make them <laughs> remind them he doesn't like Pantera. <laughs> remind them. No. All right. So here, here's the first one of these that we get to here, and it's having sex in a car. And they said, look. It just admit it. It's sold to you as romantic in movies or like hot. You can't wait to do it. You got to do it. And they're like, really what it is, is this is sex for teenagers who have nowhere else to go. Yeah, I don't I can't. I mean, I guess if you're talking about like, well, you guys are on a road trip and driving and maybe there's like some sort of fooling around. If that counts into sex, that's great. But like the actual sex sex in the car. No, that's absolutely awful. And dude, I can't even. I, I must have been a teenager. It was like before I moved out, that was the last time I was trying to pull stuff like that. All right. Sex in the car. A couple of things here. I agree. If we're taking like a trip across the country, we're in the middle of nowhere. It's like there's a way to pull up. But then we get out of the car. Like if you do like one of those on like a road trip, that would I think that would be kind of hot. To me at my age, if I feel like if, if I'm having sex in the car, I almost feel like at this point in my life, the only reason I'm going to go to that move is because, like, all right, we've been married a little too long. Got to throw some spice in here. Sure. Cars in the garage. Let's go out there. That'll be the nutty Wednesday night. <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's how that feels. Well, yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like you're trying to recapture your youth. And I guess, like, maybe if the risk is kind of what's doing it for you, but, like, Man, that feels like a dumb way to end up on like a sex criminal offenders list to because you couldn't wait. You know what I mean? Right, like that, right. Like that's- it also, yeah, it feels antiquated because it's from like a foregone era where like irresponsibility was like, all right, you two crazy kids, get out of here. Right? Yeah, now all of a sudden it's right. like, you know, you're public enemy number one. 
Now, uh, Sex on the Beach, people said, was a little overrated because of the sand. They said, again, the movies makes it look cool, but when you're doing it, it's kind of like, eh, this is messy. And, and once again, another easy, easy way to end up on a sexual offender's yeah, pretty list. easy there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, same kinda, exact, yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. Same exact problem. Now, I feel like this sex move, or like in this manner, is completely overrated. Completely. Completely overrated. And I was happy to see that it was like something like 70% of the respondents had said this. Shower sex, I have always felt, is overrated. I, it's now, if you go stay at a nice hotel and you get like one of these huge stand up showers, dual ended, and like everybody, there's a bench and things there, then you can maneuver around. But let's be honest, in your Home Depot ceramic tub at home, it's a nightmare, dude. Right. It is. It's a disaster. Right. You haven't scrubbed that thing in months, dude. Right. There's some sort of like. For each other. Right. Like, absolutely terrible. And like, dude, if that's a. Maybe a launching pad into sex. Okay, it's hot, it's steamy, there's like a little bit of sexiness to it, but the actual act of like penetrative sex in a shower just isn't it's not worth it's not worth the effort. No, I, I fell down in one Jeez. once, like trying to hold on to the <laughs> shower curtain and I was like dating this girl who was like still living with like her college like friends and like I were running through the living room like wet. I but see, this is where this gets really conflicted for me though, because Everybody gets turned on by like different things. One of the things that kind of gets to me is wet hair. Like a woman fresh out of a shower with her hair all wet, there's something about it that just like turns me out. I remember when we went and saw Kiss. We, we, and again, we had, we got a hotel and there was like this huge thing. Now I wasn't in the shower with her, but I was like getting ready in the bathroom and you could kind of like watch her shower. That's a very erotic thing to me. But I, but like looking through the glass room, I'm like, Oh my God. And, but it's the building of anticipation. Of like, get out of there and come. I don't want to be in there. I always say about shower sex, that's where I go to get clean. I, you know, don't make me all dirty in here while while I'm doing that. Another one of these that I was surprised was on this list, but the more I think about it, maybe not so much. I remember one time we talked about this before, and like a guy in the building had never heard of it, and and so maybe some of you don't know what this is. Reverse cowgirl. If you watch pornography, like if you're into Bang Bros and like that, those kind of sites, like it's huge because like asses are all the rage in porn now it's like the whole thing what this is is obviously woman on top of you but her back is facing you not she's not facing you forward and people felt like this was overrated men and women which i thought was interesting a guy said he's like look i thought the idea of this was so hot until we started doing it he's like and then it's very difficult and then it hurts it's very easy for 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 you for there to be bending issues that are right. uncomfortable and a woman turned around and said look i i'm glad to hear guys say this because she's like i want to do stuff that makes men happy she's like but i feel as if i have less control over my body Body and what I'm doing for you in that thing. She's like, I feel like it's a visual, not necessarily something that really works. Which is why it works in the world of pornography is because it's like... It's they oil visual, the ass up. Well, right. it's a visual thing. Like, it's a visual, not a practical thing there. I mean, like, if, if you and your significant other are like, hey, that works for us, that's fine. But I think what a big part of the problem is, is a lot of guys see that, think that that's the move, not considering the fact, number one, that their partner isn't a porn star who's like, you know, getting paid thousands of dollars to do it and look enthusiastic about it. And number two, you have yes. you have an average size penis. So like the fact that you don't have like a, you know a foot long down there, all of a sudden makes what looks like hey that's enjoyable much less 
much less uh, applicable in in your actual sex life. There's no bigger kick to the balls than that one. Yeah, your dong's not big enough to <laughs> do that, bro. <laughs> Put it away. What are you trying right now? I, Why are you doing that? I, how depressing is that? But like, it's because it is a thing I do like because this is again, this is what attracts me to a woman. I have always, I remember like when Sir Mix-a-Lot came out with Baby Got Back, I was never so happy in my life. I was like, oh my God, I can come out of the big butt closet. Like, oh my God, like, because it's always been my thing. It's always been my thing, right? And so it is, I like, you know what I mean? Kind of like seeing that, right? And so like, there is something about it, but I agree that as fun as it is, it, it's like once you're doing it, it's like, this is less, uh. it, it's, it's. This isn't porn quality of this. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. It is not. Most things it aren't. It, this is not porn quality of this. And now you both ruined the pornography and like it, the whole thing's gone. I'm like, so wait a minute. There's no more enjoying. Yeah, this. I can't enjoy this in porn. I can't perform this in real life. I like, know. gosh, dude. I want off the whole goddamn planet. <laughs> yeah, get me out of here. I don't know what I'm doing. It. I just I feel like an utter failure when you're like, dude. I don't even get the computer mouse anymore. I don't even get that. All right, we'll send you to see social. Distortion September 4th are playing. Who the hell was that? Uh, Flogging Molly is who, yeah. they're, uh, who, who they'll be there with. And you're going to go. Call her. We'll take uh, 15. 1 800 243 7625 on those tickets. And uh, against my better judgment, Phantom will run down SummerSlam. Oh! Nice. Yeah, I didn't even tell him. So, but I'm like, so, so, dude, so I hope you watched it, right? That next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, 910. Get your first keyword of the day. We'll send you out to the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Once you get there, $1,000 spending cash as well. $1,000. Heart, Def Leppard, Cage the Elephant, Marshmallow, a bunch of others. Marshmallow's going to be there? Indeed. Why didn't you tell me about that? Indeed. Marshmallow. Indeed. I like it. There's nothing stopping you from trading in that $1,000 on the strip for pennies and whipping them at Marshmallow. Okay. There's absolutely nothing stopping you. Now, there's there, there's not a lot asking you to do that either. And nor am I. I think laws. Nor am I. Um, I, uh, I I thought maybe you were gonna say the penny slots, or maybe you know, well, whip them at marshmallow, throw them at marshmallow. Okay. I don't know why I got a thing with that dude. I, hate him. I have no I idea. Hate I have do, but I don't like the marshmallow. I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. I just. I think the whole he's gonna be there, and you're not. Right. I mean, there's a little bit of jealousy, maybe a little bit there. Is that what it is? Yeah, a is that bit. what it is? I would think so. All right. Yeah, it might be. All right. Uh, another thing I don't always understand. And uh, I kind of roll my eyes at, but I understand that a lot of you really like it is the WWE mm-hmm. and uh, multiple people. It seems as if something's going on in the WWE. Well, SummerSlam was last night, the biggest party of the summer. So, yeah, dude, a lot is going on. Well, in, the 2019 the iHeartRadio Music Festival, biggest party of the summer. <laughs> Slow it. Dude, Vince McMahon, he's just take a backseat <laughs> right. to iHeart. Like, All let's right, go. Sorry, Shh, bosses, sorry. I know what to do. I know what to do. Sorry. Right. And, uh, but n- n- people keep asking me about this dude. The- apparently there was like a debut. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, okay. So this is, and I was told, and I, I'm watching a little bit of the video here as I'm talking to you about it, and it does. It kind of feels very Undertaker-ish, mm-hmm. which is one of their bigger brands in the WWE history was was Undertaker, and I'm told like The Fiend is Undertaker 2.0. Is, th- is this accurate? So last night was the first actual in-ring performance by The Fiend, who is the new alter ego of Bray Wyatt. Bray oh. Wyatt 
long established WWE superstar, um, has been kind of the, well, he's going to be the new Undertaker. He's going to be the new Undertaker. He's going to be the new Undertaker. And never was able to find the footing. Now, part of that is his bad He booking. had the lamp, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now, he's got a new lamp. And it's got a head on it. Like, oh. it's taken a kind of extreme level Man, it's there. kicked up a notch there. And what the WWE has to work on and what they, they're they focused on, I think, is finding the right balance between, like, hey, this is realistic and, hey, this is absolutely fantastic in the sense of not real. Like, theatric. This is theatric, yes. Okay. And, and, and so for so much of what they've done is recently hey here's a dude with one name and you know a last name like seth rollins and okay. he's wearing you know jeans and a t-shirt and fighting this guy that's wearing jeans and a t-shirt realism and right and they've tried okay. to make it more realistic what they're doing with bray wyatt and his new character the fiend is taking things kind of into that supernatural world again i think you kind of need it yeah because it's pro freaking wrestling <laughs> dude it's it, 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 i it's, agree it's much like we were talking about with pornography we're expecting them to do things that we're incapable of doing and deep down inside, every dude watching pro wrestling wishes that they had this alter ego of like violence and like of anger and all of this. Well, even the box office, I mean, what is it? It's all those superheroes, so right. character is what people want. 100%. So what you saw last night was the first in-ring performance by The Fiend. Now, weeks prior, months prior, they had been running these like, you know, Bray Wyatt would come out and he was all goofy and it was all funny. And then you could just see these little flashes of darkness. But last night, dude came out. It was, it was, it was from a theatric standpoint. Was it looks cool. Very, very cool coming down. Um, it was a cool match. It was, it was definitely, in my opinion, the highlight of SummerSlam. And that's saying something because Brock Lesnar got beat square. No cheating, no anything like that. He lost the title last night, which a lot of people were clamoring about. But this definitely overshadowed the moment. This feels There's like the, the lamp right there. Feels like the biggest thing in WWE, you know. It it looks cool when the lights are all out in the arena and like everybody's got their lights out. The like fireflies that, right there. Yeah, yeah that looks yeah, cool. Man, it yeah. does. So it, it, it's interesting because WWE sits at a a bit of a fork in the road right now with competition coming from this new AEW and, and they're kind of gaining momentum. Are they really? Um, Vince going to spend some time, effort, and energy and certainly money on the XFL. WWE sure. is just at this place right now. They have a chance to kind of reestablish and rebrand themselves and I think you saw at least a part of it last night. So um, I heard uh, there were a couple of people uh, I saw on Twitter last night. I didn't even know SummerSlam was happening but I but I saw somebody was like, hey, my, my network coverage is, is in and out. Did you have any interruption in your coverage? I watched it this morning. I did not watch it last uh, night. I watched like the first couple of matches before I went to bed, but I woke up this morning and watched it. Make sure you got boned up. So I did not have the issues that people did, but plenty of people bitching about that. But dude, whatever. You spend $10 a month on it. Go, you calm down. You can just relax, oh, people. Fantone says calm $10 down. $10 a month. You get what you pay for. Wow. Fantone turns heel. Nine ten. <laughs> your shot. 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. There was like a little panic in the studio not that long ago. Like right. something didn't go the way it, it should, and it just like 
temporarily, I'm not going to lie, it like threw me off. I was like, wait, does that slide make this louder? What work? I was like, dude, for a moment there, I was like, I'm not sure what does what in here right now. Yeah, I could like see the panic in you. And like big picture, not, everything was fine. Not that big of a deal. Nobody died. Certainly a hiccup, but nothing that like is going to end up being like a real issue. But you, you listening you were, don't you were, even know. You were like, dude, I thought you were going to die or something. But it did. It would just, it was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, if I did that, then I then nothing I'd have done is right. All, it, all of a sudden, Someone like you was just blasting into yeah. the overhead. I'm I, like, dude, all right. I, I know. I was trying to move my headphone slide up, not the, <laughs> oh, the not the studio monitor. And I was like, wait, I don't know where. You know what might help is everything labeled might might help. But that I, that's not really the issue. This one's that on me. Now, one's this on one was you. on me. I got a little flustered. Got a little flustered <laughs> on that one. Um, so I got to ask you a question. Okie dokie. I don't know if this was. This seemed to me like a very easy solution to something. And... My girlfriend, Jennifer, the adult, was kind of like, that's not how that's done. Okay. And I was like, well, but he's... All right, here's what happened. Here's what happened. We got your invitation to the wedding. Okay. And I want to first thank you for addressing the card to Daniel Stansberry and Jennifer, and we'll leave her last name out of it. I found that to be pleasant that it was not... To Daniel Sansbury and then the fun one, which, by, which and again, if you missed that story, podcast WRQK.com, but we might as well actually, she wanted a little clarification on this. I had okay. her wrong. Okay. I kept saying that my girlfriend was going to make fun of me over the fact that you had li- her listed as like the fun guest list and me not so much. And she goes, well, what were the qualifications for fun? And I was like, it was a four out of five. I was like, it was a five point checklist and I made it four out of five times. And she was like, then why aren't you on the fun list? Well, now, I just want to be clear that it's not just like, hey, we think you're a fun person and we think that, like, you know, you're an enjoyable, like, guest and you're somebody we want to, like, have fun with. No, because you are, dude. You're a fun person. You're enjoyable in social situations. He's now telling the guy he's setting him up. (laughs) No, the girl's cute. No, she's got a great personality. Great personality. But, 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 she's the size of this house. It's not just a fun list. That's that's a little unfair. What we're looking for are party MVPs, people who truly are going to take that fun. That makes it sound worse. That's why I that's why I made that makes it sound worse. People who are going to take fun and 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 kind of grow it and kind of you know like multiply it and, and people that we can count on to be kind of the 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 advocates and arbitrators for the party. People that we can look at and know that like hey we can count on you and the biggest part of any fun in in a wedding situation is going to be the dance floor. So to to make that fun in MVP list, you're going to have to be in like I guess it's not you, you we're highly considering that you're going to number 1 be drinking, number 2 you're a social person who's going to be laughing, who's going to be like out there, you know, ha- having the relationship with people. But when it comes down to it, the most important thing is hitting that dance floor and you have to be able to do all of those things. If you don't do all of those things, you're still a fun person. You're still going to be a, a welcome guest at the party, but I can't put you on the MVP list. It's it's a it, it's a it's a high bar to get over, and like I'm not going to lower the standard. She went the other way. I thought she was going to make fun of me for a month, but she was like consoling me. She was like, <laughs> she's like, oh honey, it's so sad. She's like, you were so fun. Why are people calling you not fun? And I was like, well, you know, I got I have a, I have a hesitation to the dancing. 
everyone in the NBA is a good basketball player. Not everyone's an MVP. Everyone's a, you know, there's fun to be had. Like, we're going to have fun. Dude, hold on. You just told the entire listening audience, I'm coming off the bench in your wedding. <laughs> dude, Matt Delvadova over there. You won't. Dude, the white guy, high motor guy. I mean, high motor. He's got a high motor, that guy. What are you doing? Like, I'm coming off the bench now? I got to tell you, as a guy who's trying to make me feel better about it, you're going the opposite now, direction. what I will say about this is, you know, not everyone made it to that MVP list, but you'll have a chance to redeem yourself. It's not like you won't be able to. My mom on Facebook saw your shoes, and she was like, oh, Daniel better be ready with those dancing shoes, Matthew. And I was like, well, I don't think he's going to be, Mom, but (sighs) you're going to have your shot. You're going to have your opportunity here. So Saturday night, right? Jennifer came over, and I was talking to her about this, and she was like, we were having drinks out on the patio. Right. And she was like, well, dance with me right now. I was like, no. <laughs> like, I would, and again, like, I want to, uh, like, that slow song came out. We were a little, you know, we were both a little wine drunk. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I started, like, doing a little bit of that. But, like, <laughs> she started turning on other stuff and she started, like, I don't know, she likes moving her butt around. And it's like, you know, and thank God, because I like watching it. But I, that's just it. I just wanted to sit there and watch. I was like, I just, this is a spectator sport. Now, I don't. Now, what I'm going to say about this and what you've got really, really good on your side and an opportunity to prove me wrong and, like, you know, shut up, Fantone. I'm on the fun MVP list, but you don't have that much work to do. You have a significant other that you're going there with. It's not like you're going there with the intentions of like, hey, I'm going to hit that dance floor so hard and swoop up one of the bridesmaids or anything hey, like thank that. thank God you have her or your life would suck. <laughs> hey, but what I'm going to say about that is, Which is true. on the dance floor, though, now all of a sudden you've got a competent dance partner, somebody that can, like, you know, hit the grind zone and knows what she's doing with it. She does. All you've got to do is stand there and be the recipient of it. Like, all you've got to do is just be the stripper is, is essentially right is stand there and do your job and like that should actually that, sounds pretty nice right that shouldn't be that hard no I'm, I'm gonna ask sounds you good. I'm gonna ask you Here not to be pitching a tent in the middle of my dance floor at my wedding but I can't necessarily like my chick's hot dude I, I don't know you I know what I mean I, like I, I don't know what I, to I tell can't you make rules like that so like a big picture you've got an advantage over a lot of other guys in this situation so like give her a little bit give you know this weekend when you, you guys just, are you out just of- gave me you just gave me the six man award <laughs> I, I know i know i know consolation prizes when i see one you i, I don't like this i don't i got to tell you i feel and there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure going on. There is a lot of pressure going on. Um, the countdown, it, I, I, dude, it's like it's seven weeks ish, and I think it's under seven weeks at this point. So, man, there are so many plates spinning and so many decisions being made, and so many things that have to get paid for. Where it's like, I, I'm like I said, I'm not going to lower my standard on the on the party MVP status, but at the same time, this much like the Browns with you, I want to get proven wrong. I want to, I want you to, you know, surpass expectations here. But you know, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's not. I. I <laughs> it, it, it's not. But here was the dilemma. Can she told me this is not the right way to? She here's what she said. Okay. She goes, "You two idiots will think this is fine. His fiance will not." Okay. And she was like, "Since it's her day, let's do it this way." So you sent us the invitation. Mm-hmm. In there is the RSVP card. Mm-hmm. We're. I feel like you obviously know I'm coming. And I was like, well, I'm just going to hand this back to him tomorrow. And she was like, 
Dan, no. She's like, what don't you know about women? And I was like, well, obviously every goddamn thing. I'm going, I sit across from him for 20 <laughs> hours a week. And I was like, what am I wasting the postman's time for? I'm. There's no, 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 no. You can't. Okay, so here's here's the order of operations. See, I knew it. I, it, it can't. It can't I just knew. be like, hey, Dan told me he's coming. <laughs> well, that no, will not be good enough. That I knew. I that was, will not. I knew the verbal commitment not good enough. But if I give you the car, you ideally, live with her. Ideally, she wants for you to go on the website and to send the thing in. There's there's the little there's a little information of it's like this, it's like the not.com and like you you could e, e invite or RSVP yourself there. Okay. So ideally she wants both of those things done. After that is the online reservation, after that is the in the mail reservation, after that is handing it to me, but you can't much like much like trying to get something fixed around here, you can't just come up to me in the hallway and be like, "Yo, dog, I'm coming." That is no, not no, that no, no. Is I, not going to fly, no, man. That is not going that to fly. That one I knew. Because I've seen enough, like you know, my best friend's weddings. I've seen like <laughs> my wedding. I've been I, I've been dragged to enough like chick flicks where I, I was like, nah, you can't pull that move. But I was like, I can obviously hand this to him, right? We we sent these out last week, and we've gotten some back, and we've gotten others, you know, others that haven't. And I'm like, oh, they're all gonna come. And she's like, no, they're not. People don't understand, and blah 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 blah. And they get and, and, and no, she's very adamant. And I think on even on the invitation, it said like, yo, your ass better send this back in by September first or whatever the hell the date is on it. Um, but, your ass better. But, but there's Classy. no, there's a very. What do I want to say? A very, well, she's marrying me, dude. We right? Yeah. No, class has been long gone. Yeah, long. Suspended, yeah. But there is a, a no, she needs it to be officially done as opposed to just like, well, yeah, I think he's coming. Okay, I uh I I must have missed <laughs> things in, in in the envelope because I did not know about the not.com. I did not know about the She put a, a a stamp on it, so you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, all you gotta do stamp. is put it in the box. All you gotta do is check it and put it in the box, but on the invitation, it kind of gives, you know. It, it, like I said, a link to the website, and then in that website, it kind of gives you like, hey, if you're staying, here's what we recommend. If you're coming in from out of town and you're doing this, like, here's what's going on that day, and here's other things you can do downtown. But yeah, you, you, you can't just hand it to me, dude. That, I'm going to get in all sorts of trouble if I do that. All right. I, I, all that, sorts of trouble. No, she looked at me like I was the biggest moron alive. If I gave it to her and that postmark wasn't on the stamp, she would be like, give that back to him and tell him to resend it in. She Resubmit it. He's not even on the fun list now. He's off the list. I, I, I gotta tell you, I want to draw the postage stamp on it and hand it to you now. Like I don't know why. I love. I don't know why. You know what I mean? I have no problem I'm with her. In trouble. I. Trouble. But I think you might have just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think you might have just found out the reason why. Six nine. The pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left center. This ball gone, a grand slam. Carlos Santana with a grand slam to left center. And the Indians are back on top, 7-3 to three here in the 10th inning. Santana has hit just the second grand slam of the year for the Indians. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Teresa's got multiple opportunities for you to head out to Las Vegas. 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Once you get there, $1,000 spending cash as well. She'll have your next keyword for you. On the air, 10 to 3. Fish head then after 3 o'clock. He'll have multiple opportunities for you as well. Check both of them out. <laughs> so I alluded to it uh, while we were talking about your wedding invitations. Mm-hmm. 
the better half was over this last weekend. We were having some drinks on the patio. And sometimes the patio goes out my bedroom door, right? And then there's an enclosed like backyard courtyard I have. So there's like a actual door and then a screen door. So we left the actual door open and just had the screen door kind of like closed. What can occasionally happen with this screen door is the handle can become loose and separated in one another and the outside handle will just spin. Okay. Therefore, not actually turning the mechanism to get. So we were locked out of the apartment on the patio. And somebody said to me, well, don't you have a spare key? First of all, I live in the hood. So no, there's no like key on the back mat. Like, hey, please come in here. No, there isn't one of those. And second of all, it wasn't that door. It was the screen door. Right. And so we started to. I was like, oh, well, how are we going to get back? What are we're we stuck? We're homeless now. This is where we live. Because there's another door. <laughs> if I walk out the courtyard in the actual building, but I would, of course, need my house key, yeah. which was in the house. I, I didn't have it Stuck. on. Stuck. Stuck. Right? Those of you that are on Instagram, if you follow me, Dan.Stansbury, you'll be able to see this. <laughs> I, of course, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. What do we do? Well, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I sort of like panic in the moment, and Jen's like, I got this. She turns around, whips the window open, puts the chair underneath the window, and then like catapults herself through the window, just steps up in the moment. So I quickly take out the cell phone, and I got this great photo of her, dude, like halfway into the window. And all I'm you sure she's gonna love that. Oh no! All you could see is her leg hanging out of the window. She's like, "Why do you do that to me?" And I was like, "Because it's hilarious. Look at you. It's just a leg hanging out the side of my house. It looks amazing." And I'm sure that this was, you know, not necessarily what she intended, but I'm sure, like hearing this, like I'm sure that was a point of pride as like a former bulldog cheerleader. Leader. Hell yeah, I can break into a house in downtown Canton in no dude. time at all, dude. I got it done. Dude, she whipped that out this of weekend, course, by the way. Dude. No, no, no. I, was make, I said something, and she goes, well, what do you want from me? It's who I am. And I started walking down the hallway, and I was like, that is who you are. She goes, you know, I was also a Bulldog cheerleader. <laughs> and I just turned around. I was like, what? I was like, let me guess. I was like, you heard that, huh? She goes, yeah. Why do you make it sound like I say this all the time? I was like, you say this all of the time. All of the time, but yeah, she did not like the fact I would that we, not. she would, did not like the fact that we were making fun of that. All right, I uh, I saw this, and this was true. We didn't talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com about this, and uh, but apparently the Browns had told the Washington Redskins, "Hey, look, we're coming out. We're gonna we're going balls to the wall here. We're coming out in the two minute offense, right? And we're doing this because I was really shocked when I went home Friday afternoon. It was Antonio Cromartie mostly who was like on the Browns. Who was like, I don't get this. It's a preseason game as a former player. This is something you don't do. You definitely don't stunt this hard and you definitely don't celebrate this hard in a preseason game and like all this stuff. And I was like, Oh wow. I never put it through that filter. And I think it's because I'm a fan of the team. And I was like, we've been in so long and now we're not like, just I just want to, I, yeah, I just want to enjoy it. Well, I mean, I, I think that I think that kind of the way Freddie Kitchens presented it, or at least the way that Tim Couch presented it, that Freddie Kitchens had said, you know, that situations were what they were going to focus on in that first preseason game. Um, it really would have been counterproductive for them to go out there and surprise the Redskins with that. They're not trying to win the football game in that first series out. That's not what's happening. That's not what the intentions were. So if they would have just been like, hey, we're going to shock you with this two-minute drill, well, that would have been counterproductive. So I, I don't, I don't see the Browns. I don't see why, why they would have done that because 
You wanted their best shot. You wanted the opportunity to prove yourself. You wanted the opportunity to make that better. So I, in my mind, I, I kind of knew, or at least I kind of assumed that you would, you would clue in the Redskins with what, what your plans were. Yeah. I, I guess these teams communicate more than we, than we realize about stuff like that. Well, in situations like that, it's not that this is week one and this is the right. decision they made. It's it's a situation where you would want the other team aware of that. So no, I never thought that that's what was going on there. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it looked a little cocky, a little brass, but I was like, you know what? That that's probably all right. I think there is a mentality coming out of the Cleveland Browns right now that is very much we want the league on notice. We're not trying. We're not trying to surprise you. We're trying to say, look. Here we come. It's one way to go. You know what I mean? And, and it's not for me to judge. It's one way to go. And, and we'll see how that plays out. I, I, it, all of this stuff works. Baker chugging beer and stunting a little hard, taking, you know, camera pics of the touchdowns and all this stuff. It all works as long as you win. If you win, it looks fun, loose, relaxed. When you don't win, it looks like you're loose. You're not, you're not buttoned up. Right, you're not sloppy. ready to go. Yeah. It all depends on, it's all going to depend on the win loss record. I think it's adding a little pressure to yourself, maybe a little unfairly. This is one of those times where it's like, you're not really adding the pressure to you, but now there's added pressure for your fans and that, and that kind of thing. Now, you really shouldn't think about that as the player a whole lot. And the pressure for the fans or the, the expectations of the fans, they're already so sky high. I don't think you can even like, well, I don't want to work them up too much because they're already talking about a Super Bowl. So it's like, what's more worked right, up than that? Right. What's a, what, why would I change my behavior when you've already decided that, you know, this is your expectations? You know, I, the team takes on in most cases that the team takes on the attitude of your leader, the quarterback. Right. And so the team feels very much Baker Mayfield to me. It does, which I think is probably good because you want your team to take on the persona of your quarterback as long as your quarterback looks like he's going to be pretty good and Baker looks like he's going to be pretty good. Now, he has done a couple of things I didn't love, obviously, like any one particular person. I don't want to go overboard on a ton of it because we are talking about a 24-year-old kid and I'm a little bit of an older man and so sometimes some of it's just like, ah, like why you're changing the game I love. Right? So there's some of that and I don't want to be guilty of, of that a ton. I said, I think, was it a week and a half ago about Baker? As much as I want to, you know, put my arm around him sometimes and be like, you know, dude, you don't have to do it that way. Imagine trying to tell a two-time walk-on who became the first pick of the NFL draft, hey, man, everything you've ever done that's made you Baker change Mayfield, that. change it now as you're on the precipice of becoming the guy. Like, like, even if it was the right advice, good luck getting somebody to take that advice. He's going to be like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, this, I became this because of what my instincts were. Right, yeah, everything I've done has led me to this moment. Everything I'm not you've changing done it has, now. has led you to where you are. Mm. Where, who am I going to take my advice from? I'm here? the number one pick in the NFL draft. You can't get on the fun list of a wedding, you fat ass. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Teresa is going to get you guys hooked up with another opportunity. Keyword. For the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Once you get out to Vegas, by the way, they give you $1,000 spending cash. There's nothing stopping you from taking that $1,000, turning it into pennies, and whipping it at Marshmallow. Now, the metal detector at the at the door at the show, yeah. maybe, might. and I mean, that might. Like decency, laws, all those things. I don't even know how this beef with Marshmallow started. No. Name something that Marshmallow's done. I have no idea. I have no idea. Rhythm. KG Elephant, Def Leppard, Heart, Hootie and the Blowfish, all part of that as well. Zach Brown, a band I love. They'll be out there as well, and so will you. 
Teresa's got your next opportunity. I saw this. We'll do a little bit more of this tomorrow as we'll have more time to do so. Uh, but you are getting married in September. I saw this. This guy, I, I, apparently, uh, they're engaged to be married, he and this woman, and his dog got sick. And the surgery cost five grand. And he said, he's like, look, I took it out of my savings. We keep our finances, you know, finances separate. My savings is five times what she has. I don't know if he's using hyperbole there or whatever, but the point is he has more money than she does, right? He spent $5,000 on this dog. I guess it's 10 years old, and she won't let it go because her thing is now she's going to have to spend less money on the wedding and like this and that. And he's like, I don't know how we move by this because he's like, dude, the dog's part of my family. I'm spending the money on this. And I don't know what to make of this. I'm a huge dog person, huge dog lover, love dogs. But I do have a hard time when I look at it and I'm like, dude, five grand is a lot of money. And when you're talking about moving on with the rest of your life, let's not pretend $5,000 added to your nest egg doesn't help a relationship down the line. No, 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 of course not. But I, I guess the problem here is that she's not saying like, hey, we shouldn't spend this money because this is in our retirement fund or, hey, we shouldn't spend this money because, you know, this is in whatever. She's being selfish. She, well, she's saying like, oh, well, now I can't spend as much money on the wedding. Now, what I'm going to say about this is dog wedding or whatever aside, you've obviously got problems in your relationship. That's what if I think, guys, too. If you guys haven't crossed the bridge of finances and how everything works between the two of you and he's bringing up, yo, I've got five times more money than she does. You're you're I dude just just call it call it now just say that this isn't going to happen and roll with it because and save yourself the frustration save yourself the divorce on the other end because it's inevitably coming if you guys have already reached this and you don't know how to navigate these waters you're you're going to have a tough time you are to me it's not even the complaining about not being able to spend the money on the wedding it's the fact that you've asked this woman to marry you she has agreed to marry you this happens in your life with your dog and she didn't know for sure you're the kind of person who's going to be yeah. like, dude, I'm spending this five grand. Yep. Like, I, I, that right there would tell me, like, oh, God, you don't even know who I am. Problems across the board on this. I mean, just like, just, just multiple things. The more you pick at this, the more it's like, no, this isn't right. Now, I think $5,000 is a lot for an animal. That's my opinion. But though. I don't know what he makes. Right. And that's, that's my priorities with animals. I mean, if this dude genuinely feels like, hey, $5,000 is nothing for, for the love of this dog. Well, dude, that's your decision to make. I understand her frustration, but dude, this is just, it's just countless red flags in this story. If you were talking to me about the fact that we had to take out a loan to get it done, that's a different conversation. Now, we're way, I'm hitching my wagon to you, and this is the kind, no, 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 forward, we're financing this, that's different. If you've got the money and you're not going to, you know, sweat's not going to hit the brow over writing the check for the five grand, then save your animal if you're an animal person that hard. My concern is, is that she didn't just know who you were, which means this woman wants to get married more than she wants to be your wife. Five thousand is a lot of money, man. It's a lot. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in that. We'll, We'll probably get into that a little bit more tomorrow. If you missed anything from today's program, podcast will be up shortly before 11 at WRQK.com. Teresa and also Fishhead will send you guys out to the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Aside from that, we're done for the day. They'll be back tomorrow for New to Tuesday. We will start at 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great afternoon. We'll see.